Hey, Becker, Scotty. What's going on, guys? Hey, bud. Tommy. Uh, new new episode. Slow, slow week, though. Slow week. I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, n- nothing on the Beatles calendar. No Beatles news that came out. Um, this whole week? Yeah, nothing at all. A little upsetting. But um, you know what did happen? I, I, I was reading through the... Uh, the local magazines, and I, I saw there was uh, a new super group. Becker, I, I know you would call it a super duper group uh, from our episode last week. Have you? You love super groups. Um, super tra- super the, duper groups. You love super duper groups. Yeah, traveling Wilburys. Uh, you're always spouting off about Chicken Foot and how much you love them. Um, <laughs> There's one more I can never remember. Yeah, the recent one. Uh, Temple of the Dog. Well, that's a great one. Yeah, see, I knew it. I, you love super duper groups. I knew it. Uh, so, did you hear about this? Though the new super duper group? No, no. So Paul Simon has started it up. Uh, he 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 got some people together. He's trying to start something new. It's Paul Simon. Um, he's picked up some heavy metal stalwarts from Guar, uh, Lee Beto, and. Uh, <laughs> Ball sack, the jaws of death. <laughs> uh, he's also got funk bassist and, uh, you know, super group regular flea. And then rounding things out, surprisingly, uh, Stranger Things own Millie Bobby Brown. You guys didn't hear about this? No. no. What? Uh, yeah, they're, what? they're calling themselves uh, Simon Guar Funk and L. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on Blotto Beatles. We are celebrated the world over as the leading under the influence impresarios of Beatles broadcasting. I'm Becker and this is episode 15. Um, I think in general as a podcast, we attempt to follow sort of the uh, 1987 general uh, globalization, normalization of uh, Beatles records. But depending on where you stand, this record, uh, this track tonight either came out... um, on one of two records, one we recently sort of dove into on uh, on our first Ringo Sode, or even uh, further back, I think, for our first take on uh, Nowhere Man. So excited to sort of get everyone's take on that. But um, either way, I'm most excited to be bringing on a couple of minutes, a few pod friends to join us. Um, if you don't know, we are the podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles song. And just as a warning to our guests, we are very tight on that we really want to stay on topic we don't uh, we don't like veering from that at all so please please <laughs> no uh, have your notes ready um as if i could shake them i'm joined by my great friend and co-host that darling boy tommy how are you my bud gonna get some blotto with us tonight <laughs> gonna get some blotto with us. that's a new thing i'm gonna start no one's ever done this on a beatles podcast where they take lyrics <laughs> from another song and make it about their own podcast that's my new thing guys i remember when you it. first pitched me this podcast that you were like this is my idea for the podcast it was my vision from I'm the sure start no will, and no, no one, one will, will ever, ever steal it ever <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I love it. We'll have to stick with that one. Yeah. <laughs> we are back in the virtual studio tonight. And uh, honestly, things seem to be getting interesting again up in Massachusetts. So I'm not sure when we will sort of uh, socially distance responsibly record. Yeah, interesting in means the same room. sad. Yeah. <laughs> interesting means very sad. Like. Numbers wise, COVID wise. Yeah. But I think if anyone is still listening after our day tripper episode, they probably don't ever want us in a room together. Again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's barely comprehensible what happened yeah. there. So, um, and Who you know we, we couldn't uh, we couldn't do it without him. Um, and I think it's really starting to go to his head. But uh, we have the master of ceremonies, our executive producer, the George Martin of New England. New it's Scotty C. Hello, oh, hello, my man. How are you doing? Hey, oh, I'm great, man. This is this is an exciting episode. Do you like uh, tonight's track? Give me, uh, you know. Of course I do. I love it. Yeah, it's a great track. It is. It's excellent. And and every every week we do this, you listen to a song and you're like, oh, I know it or it's cool. And then you listen to it a lot more than you normally do. And you're like, this is fucking great. Someone last week started calling you the Jeff Lynn of New Bedford. How do you <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> I, I like the guy's hair. That's, all I, that's the only thing I want to... That's literally the worst part of Jeff Lynn. No I way. My, I, I'm going to repeat myself because it was a favorite thing when I listened back to that episode. E-L, oh no. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, all right. Let's not waste much more time. Uh, these guys had the brilliant idea to start up a pandemic podcast aimed at discussing and ranking a single track each episode. That's um, a they great had idea. We should do something guest. like that. <laughs> <laughs> they had us on as a guest a few months ago and we just had an absolute blast and we could not wait to get them on our turf um blood of scruffs please join us in extending a very warm welcome and thanks to jonathan and julia from ranking the beatles for joining us tonight hello thank you i'll rank beatles with you like you want me to wait that's and my thing i'll rank them right that's my thing you're still my thing i'll rank beatles with you how about that yeah. how about them apples that's amazing <clears throat> oh you do massachusetts now too how about them apples yep. you do a little good little hunting <laughs> little, i get it little coming northeast <laughs> little bean town that's what i know <laughs> i've said it before i love jonathan's tyrannical approach to this podcast that he made a list and said this is how we talk about the beatles song and this is how we're gonna do it but uh uh we love your show we've been listening uh, a bunch we had a bunch of sh- uh, a ton of fun being on it um tell us a little Thanks, bit um, what what drove you to start your beatles podcast sheer boredom um <laughs> uh it wasn't even gonna be a podcast at the beginning at first it was just a um a facebook thing i started doing during uh the initial lockdown which i, I guess this was like april maybe a- april or may somewhere in there um just out of boredom and uh it just seemed like something fun to do and then a couple weeks in a couple people said you know because like i'm a musician so like most of the comments were other musicians and the threads would get really long and complicated, but really interesting, like, viewpoints from different people. And then at some point, a couple of friends started saying, like, this should be a podcast. This should be a podcast. And um, at first, I was just like, please, God, I don't want to be another white guy with a podcast about a really white topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a friend of ours hit me up, and um, and it was a woman who was like, you should really do this. I can help you get it set up. And I was like, um, okay, fine, let's try it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the the uh, the original intent behind it. And then another friend said you should have a co-host 
um, which I hadn't even thought about at that point. And then I sat there and scratched my head and thought, who on God's green earth would do this? Uh, and I sat down one night on the couch and turned to my beautiful wife next to me and said, you know, I, uh, I think I ought to have a co-host. Who do you think I should ask? And she goes, well, I, I'd do it. And shocked the hell out of me because would not have pictured her coming down this, uh, this nerdy path. But, uh, it was only because I didn't want you to hang out with other people. <laughs> yes. Cause, cause, so in a non-COVID time, you would not be on this uh, on this podcast. Um, you would have way I, better things to do. Probably. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're fine. Uh, but now you know it, it's fun because like I'm like the hardcore fan. She's like the casual fan. Uh, so we and then I'm a musician and she's not. So we come from a lot very different perspectives on it. I think it's um, a great balance. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It, 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 it does balance it a lot. Yeah. And it, that was something that I hadn't even thought about originally. I was like, well, I, I can email, you know, I can talk to all my super nerdy Beatle fan friends. And then I realized, like, that would probably be really boring. Because uh, at some point you're like, well, yeah, it's great. It's great. Cool. Episode's <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> that so, is yeah. the toughest part about every track where you're like, well, do we all just like this track? Or, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, and does that, the world the world need one more person talking about a Beatles song, right? Like exactly. And I think you guys have a fun angle for it, so well, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that we're doing yeah. this. You know, likewise, and imagine my surprise. Two weeks in, I get an email. <laughs> hey, we're also ranking. Hey, the this Beatles, is my corner. But while get we're off. drinking, <laughs> I mean, what have you guys learned about the Beatles? Has anything changed? Like, I think for me, it's interesting to spend these weeks like with a single track and listen back and prepare a little bit about what you want to talk about. Like, has anything shifted in your mind? I know that we talked on your show that you have basically already set the list and, and mm-hmm. I don't think you were planning to change it much. But what have you guys learned on this journey a bit? Hmm. Why don't you go on that? I've learned a lot because I'm sort of the the casual fan. So a lot of the songs that we've done so far, um, not all of them, but quite a few of them, I had never even heard before. I didn't even know that they existed. Um, And then the majority of the rest of them that I had heard had always been on just like a casual level of like, oh, it's on the radio or it it just sort of exists. And I never really paid that much attention to it. And so now I'm going through and listening to them with intent and, you know, like reading the lyrics as I'm listening to the song, you know, Jonathan does most of the research being the the Beatles nerd that he is. So he sort of <laughs> compiles the research and I read over it. And, you know, I, I've learned so much about like sort of the technical things that they've done for music, like all of the things that they've created, like what, like the DI box. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that a thing? Is that right? Okay. Them, the double, uh, artificial double tracking, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I learned that not only did they make great songs, they also created tools and methods that people use today, which I think that's, that's pretty amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. I that's pretty cool. I think I've looked at things a lot more analytical uh, than I have in a long time. Uh, because there are songs that I've heard, you know, thousands of times and they become such, you know, such fabric and you know them so well. Uh, but once you really start to take things apart, you kind of get a new appreciation. And like at the same time, like simultaneously while I'm doing this podcast, uh, you know, and all of the bands I normally play with are like out of action. The one exception is a Beatles cover band I play with. Uh, keeps getting hired to do like socially distant porch shows, uh, which is great, but I'm doing, you know, one or two a weekend. So I'm playing these songs a ton. I'm learning new songs 
and then I'm listening to them for the podcast. So I'm getting, you know, that appreciation that I think I first got when I was first learning the songs. And you realize like, God, this is so complicated. You know, these are so good. But now I'm like, at an older age, I'm really appreciating like the brilliance of some of the compositions. Um, and, you know, I'm listening to lyrics, I think, that kind of maybe just, not that I glossed over, but I never really totally absorbed. And sometimes it kind of like changes your opinion on a song or makes you realize like how much deeper a song is than you originally realized. Uh, so it's fun. It's giving me, you know, a renewed perspective on things. That it, really it's enjoying. really yeah, it's really cool because we are relatively the same age and uh, mm-hmm. we all grew up in the CD era and, and right. you you listen to things much like the vinyl era uh, as an album. And so to <clears> sit down for a week and, and focus in on one song, I think mm-hmm. is a different experience and kind of yeah. pull it out of the album and be like, all right, what is special about this or not special about it? Like yeah. in a different way than maybe I, I thought about before. It's been great. Yeah. Like the other week we had a guest on, it's funny enough, the week before y'all did Act Naturally, um, we had a guest on and we did Act Naturally. And one of them pointed out like uh, lyrically how sad it was. And I was just kind of like, you're right. This actually really is a super depressing lyric. Jesus Christ. And I think it just kind of didn't necessarily hit me because it's like a Ringo tune that's jaunty and doesn't have a ton of weight to it. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, then yeah, that actually is a really sad depressing song that he's like doing like the sad clown act too uh, and that's why it's uh both my favorite and least favorite beatles song <laughs> <laughs> excellent <laughs> but i found that it, we haven't even talked about the song help but i found the same thing where i'm like oh i've always sort of glossed over the fact but like john is here like talking about needing help like that's a very sincere like right. request and we've just sort of been like oh this is like a boppy number this so, all rocks yeah it's, <laughs> it's been funny to spend time with stuff and, and reveal that i think uh the episode that just came out, I'm sorry, the Magical Mystery tune, uh, uh, Fool on the Hill. Like Fool I, Hill. I found, uh, I spent time with that and I thought that was a, a track that I've probably glossed over. I'm super familiar with, but I was like, oh, I think this deserves way more credit than I've probably given right. it. So, right. Um, you guys are New Orleans based and that's probably a perfect, uh, what is better for a Drunken Beatles podcast, I think. Right. Um, right. You guys have a drinking culture like, like we don't know. And you're a native, this is true. you are native Louisianians. Yeah, born and raised, both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you take for granted the sort of the uh, drinking luxuries you have down there? Like yes. walking out of your dentist's office and having a to-go cup <laughs> or whatever <laughs> happens. <in there. laughs> yeah, finishing your tax return with a whiskey sour. <laughs> <laughs> On a hot summer's day. Yeah. <laughs> a mint julep. A mint julep. Those are actually disgusting. They are disgusting. I hate them. <laughs> uh, Is there a New Orleans cocktail? Like, do you like the Sazerac? The Sazerac. I know that, that was our pun for it's okay. uh, Act Naturally, but it's not. Sazerac Naturally, yeah. You're not pouring it. Sazerac's good. Um, it's just never like I've a go-to one. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's never been a go-to for me. I don't like them at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't really like um, like brown liquors. Yeah. So um, I just, I, no, it's not for me. No. Yep. Did the pandemic shut down your drive through daiquiri bars? Nothing shuts down the drive through daiquiri bars. I think they did for a minute. Not wind, <laughs> nor sleep, nor rain, nor snow. Yeah. <laughs> I think they they did for a second. Uh, hey, should we get into? We've talked a lot about the idea of drinking. Should we get into <laughs> what we are actually drinking this evening? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, I, here's the here's the thing. I will start. I have uh, 
I have a friend, a colleague also, who uh, came to me the other day and said, uh, listen, I've listened to the podcast and you've helped me out a lot at work recently. And um, I thought you meant with the podcast that like we're doing. No, I, I've helped her at work <laughs> and she was like, and I've listened to the podcast and I hear you guys drinking Jameson and here's oh. a bottle of Jameson for you as a gift. Whoa. So I am having a Jameson and ginger this evening to, to kick things off. And my magical mystery word numbers are little Jameson sidecars <laughs> that came along nice. with the bottle. <laughs> so if need be. So along with my Jameson, as always, I do have, of course, the official beer of Blotto Beetles, the Devil's Purse Handline Kolsch on uh, standby. That is coming up soon. A delicious taste. I've got a bunch standing by back here. Finish. Devil's I'm ready purse. for it. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? Do they ship to uh, Louisiana? We, we we're gonna get them, them down there they're yeah, great order some sweet we're gonna get yeah. you uh yeah, yeah we should absolutely get you a uh, a handful of those brews we will drink and when we're allowed to travel we'll just come up and go to the brewery together yeah yes. that would Love be it. amazing i Love really it. want to do an episode together so i know we've shared episodes and all that but like there's a ton of beatles songs like there's no reason we can't keep doing this right absolutely. we have we have four more years <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like i'm not even kidding we have four more years of this yeah, yeah you, you guys have you a, guys do every week we're every other week we have yeah. eight years <laughs> <laughs> Maybe double up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry to your wives. I really, we couldn't do it. We would die. So um, <laughs> I'm drinking straight bourbon today. I was like, I'm going to mix up a cocktail. I want to do something. And I was a little bit running out of time, but I, I did recently buy the Willet bourbon, which comes mm. in a cool pot still bottle. Um, Look at that. That's and, like a hookah. Uh, this has been pretty fantastic. So I, I've been into this. And then I also have a grim beer on deck, which I think they're brewing out of uh, Brooklyn, New York right now. And then, like you said, I have a handful of the Handline Kolsch. Uh, thank you to Devil's Purse. Um, we're still getting through the batch that they threw our way. I appreciate that a ton. I will um, probably be calling them this week to go down for to, more beer. To get a re-up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm due. <laughs> Scotty C., what's fueling your episode tonight? Well, I don't want to double on Tommy's thing, but, you know, you know I'm drinking the Jameson. Well, Tommy Wait, kind of... where'd you get that? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy had to go first, first which I think is weird, you know. Uh, Tommy actually brought this to my... <laughs> I, do you know what I was doing, buddy? I got this one. I was just paying it forward. Aww. That's what we. Do. That's what I do. I saw that movie. I pay it forward. I, I got oh, that's awesome. I've never seen Moneyball. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> that's, yeah. I don't like It's another sports, sports reference. It's a sports <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some New Orleans guests, which uh, yeah, have a whole different brand hand, of drinking down there. We right? are nerdily drinking local well, beers today. We are. I'm having a... Um, Black is Beautiful from NOLA Brewing locally, and they it's a, um imperial chocolate stout made with chocolate from a local chocolatier. So I'm like doubling down on local stuff. That's nice. pretty sweet. That's, that's yeah, it's like. from um, Piety and Desire Chocolate from any oh. of our local mm. listeners. Oh, I thought it was Willy Wonka. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's in New Orleans, right, Willy? <laughs> He's yeah. a Wonka guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Chocolate City. Um, and then I am drinking uh, Cajun Fire's Big Chief Cream Stout, uh, which is the first uh, black-owned brewery in New Orleans. Oh, that's and, awesome. And uh, this is absolutely delightful. It's one of my favorite beers. Um, yeah. And it sits quite nicely in my Blotto Beetles koozie. Oh, that, <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. perfect fit. It's, like our, it's like our first cold day here. 
It's it's sixty. So. Guys, this is like, like oh my god, bundle up and get your get your dark beers yeah. out. And I'm wearing know. a beanie. <laughs> yeah, up in Massachusetts. Just, yeah, we it's, just got into the thirties. Yeah. It snowed yeah. today in Boston. It did I'm snow not here. Even, I'm not I, even bullshitting snow. you. I shoveled, my nice I shoveled snow today. I shoveled three inches Y'all. of snow. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's sixty, and I have a blanket on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that you guys are doing the. I love that you guys are doing the local thing with the beer, and I I love especially like this idea of the first black owned brewery and everything uh I, I think you guys as a podcast and we have as a podcast have tried to focus on this idea of local and and also these uh progressive ideas that that we're hoping mm-hmm. to push forward so yeah cheers to you both yes yeah. sir. Cheers right. to for, for cheers. the fun we're, we're all doing it and then oh for uh the magical mystery word which i'm excited about and this is rare because we don't do the hard stuff that often but i have eagle rare bourbon Ooh. Yeah, oh, it's like nice. just enough for like a couple of magical mystery words. Nice, <laughs> maybe like two shots worth. I have a glass to pour. I'm not just going to chug it out the bottle. Like I'll a, be right Julia over. Like seems scared of uh, the brown liquor hanging out around I there. I don't like it. What do you have? <laughs> I've just got Tito's vodka. I'm basically oh, that's now. that's absolutely oh, Tito's is great. <laughs> I'll hang out with either of you. <laughs> this is awesome. Jonathan is my winter buddy, and Julia is my summer friend. <laughs> that's where I am right now. We, uh, I had a, f- a co-worker friend of mine today who doesn't have power or Wi-Fi yet. Um, I was like, well, you're welcome to come over and like hang in the backyard. Like the weather's supposed to be great and you can use the Wi-Fi all day. Uh, but he came over and it was like 58, 60 degrees. He had three blankets. <laughs> on him. Nice. He was like, I have to go home. I'm so cold. <laughs> That's like June 10th in Massachusetts. Right. Yeah, We're all out in so, shorts. A brisk short summer's pants. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Becker. Um, I know Jonathan and Julia do a, a, a podcast allegedly uh, about the Beatles. Do you think I've they really that. know who the do you, do you think they really know who the Beatles are? I've listened huh. to a ton and I, I, I'm not quite sure that, I mean, it hasn't informed me who the Beatles are. All right. I think, what, do me a favor. Let's just tell, we're going to tell them, we'll tell everybody, quote unquote, we'll tell everybody. Let's tell them, really. Who are the Beatles? Yeah. Thank you for giving me this opportunity every week. And I, I, I never want to let you down. And I think post pandemic tonight, you're going to owe me a kiss directly on the mouth. Because I again, I have nailed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm keeping a little scorecard of when this happens. Just but, a little bit of church uh, time, though. Church let time. me know if this sounds like the Beatles to you. But uh, Guinness World Records has these guys as the most successful act in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That sounds sounds right. Between the years of 1995 and 2005, and so <laughs> nope. that seems super worthy of a podcast. So, um, and I think I tell you this every time, but uh, brothers. Should not be in bands, right? Like, does it ever work? There's the Kinks. There's the Black Crows. Beach Boys. The Beach Boys were just waiting around for Brian Wilson to do something. Like, I don't know if they ever (laughs) fist fought, but they're like, Brian, what do you got? Yeah. Not as many parkas is what you're talking about. Those Boys in Blue from uh, Canada, Nickelback. Those brothers could never get along. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Frank and Louis Nickelback. (laughs) The Beatles. They're four merry men from Manchester. And I think you know nope. this, right? Drummer Starkey. You know this guy. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. You might be back on track here. Zach Starkey. Uh, nope. The brothers, Liam Gallagher and Noel. And oh, uh, Paul McGigan and a couple other dudes that have been in and out of the show for a while. <sighs> but, hey. The Beatles. It's a yeah. proper rock nope. and roll band. <laughs> uh, nope. 
Uh, let, me, let me just jog. I know what you're going to do. A couple yeah, of the these hits, tracks. Uh, <laughs> couple of the hits. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and these were all hits. off. Uh, these were all off. Let it be here now. Uh, <laughs> don't look Blackbird in anger. Do you know that one? <laughs> That's a big hit. Uh, live and let die forever. Yes. Uh, I am the Wonder Walrus, and uh, your brother oh. should know, but really said in a shitty way, like your brother should know. You know, like when they were fighting, <laughs> no. when they were really fighting, dude, dude, dude. And uh, what's want- the continuing story of Bungalow Bill Morning Glory? <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest hit. I think we all can sing along to that. No, we put our arms in the air. When that is- Listen, you are talking about an English band, and uh, whew, deep breath. <laughs> Because we've, I've given you one job. You're very patient, Tommy. You're very patient. <laughs> Just to talk about the Beatles. That's Oasis. They are English. Oh, no, no. I, they I don't are know English. And close yeah. enough for yeah. funk, y'all. Yeah, you're dude, close hey, enough. Have you guys heard of Oasis? Huge fans. Do you guys know Huge fans. <laughs> Huge fans. So if we Celebrate did like the a, band's entire catalog. Yeah. Do you think if we did an Oasis drinking podcast, we'd call it Champagne Supernovas? <laughs> like, and we just get after it, have some mimosas, you know, like Chan- Champagne Supermosas. Oh, yes. oh yeah, like yes. it. that is it. Yeah. Uh, you're all right. You're on. You're a co-host. Yeah. Uh, real I talk, did. Uh, real talk. I don't like mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> I did catch this a little bit last time we were hanging out. It seemed like your one of your big bands, Jonathan, seemed to be Oasis. That's and, true. Uh, and your, there your rebuttal a... was my favorite moment of the podcast. <laughs> oh I'm so glad to see you <laughs> really spread, spread out your length. <laughs> I thought that was so good. <laughs> well, uh, for me, the first time I heard Oasis, I had gone to the store and um, I, I can't remember what was out at the time. It was probably 94. So I don't know what the big record was, but... I uh, I went to a store that had imports and mm-hmm. I didn't know sort of what an import was and I bought a single and the the B side of that single was uh, I'm the Walrus. That was the Wonderwall single. It was the Wonderwall single celebrating okay, its twenty fifth anniversary today. In fact, get really? out! Wow, dead I serious. did not know that. That is perfectly As timed for this. Dead serious. It's perfectly timed for this podcast that will come out in six weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, I had bought it and, uh, I saw, I, I must've, I must've known Wonderwall. And then I saw that they had an, I am the walrus cover on it. So I think I was probably sold at the time. I think it would cost me like $18 and I was shocked that it wasn't like a, a full length at the time. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, I always sort of wanted to try and find a connection. Do you know about this Paul and Liam, uh, Margarita's story? I've read about that, which <laughs> it's, I, don't. I don't know that I'm surprised <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, Paul and Liam like bump into each other. It's I'm sure Paul McCartney, uh, if you guys don't know that he is actually a member of the Beatles, but they bump Not into Paul each other. Paul Gallagher, the other Gallagher brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the third Gallagher. <laughs> there is a third Gallagher brother. There's a Paul. third Gallagher. Yeah, oh, man. They have an older brother yeah, named his Paul. name is Gallagher. He's yeah, actually comedian. Gallagher. His actual name is Gallagher Gallagher. That would be it. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil Aspinall and uh, the Gallagher brothers' brother, uh, mother had a other child, and that was Gallagher. Um, <laughs> that, is, that's a callback. If that, I think that's from our pre-talk, so that might not yeah. make it. But so uh, I actually yeah, think this, Neil I, is uh, just getting out there. <laughs> Neil partied, man. Uh, uh, so uh, Liam talks Ascots. about seeing Paul at. Um, uh, the Royal Albert Hall or something. He said, I met this guy a couple of times and, and Paul is like, Hey, why don't you hang out with us? And he says, I have some, do you like margaritas? You know, I have some margaritas. And, uh, Liam is like, uh, I've already ate. 
And he, Paul's quote is that he said, they're fucking drinks, you stupid prick, which I can't really picture Paul saying, but that is what, that's what Liam claims. So I don't know, but I pray uh, that that's what Paul said. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to believe that Paul is out there calling Liam a prick. I really, I also fully believe that Liam thought he was talking about pizza. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I think what, I think that's what it was, it was margarita like pizzas. So yeah, margarita pizzas backstage at the McCartney show. Sure. Um, what's, uh, what's the drive for Oasis? What do you, what do you think? What, what got into it? I don't know, man. Um, you know, I had a friend, uh, who I'm still friends with now, uh, in 94, we were in junior high. So this is before Zach Starkey. There's no direct Beatles. Well, before Zach Starkey. I mean, I was already a huge Beatles fan at the time. Um, and his, my friend's sister worked for a college radio station and she was always giving him like promo copies of different albums. Uh, and he had given me, uh, he gave me dookie at the same time. And he gave me a great copy. Oasis record. <laughs> Oasis is best <laughs> album. <Unbelievable. Dookie>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he gave me a bunch of stuff at the time. Like he gave me dookie, the first Weezer record. And he gave me uh definitely maybe by Oasis. And it was like the first time I found like, and I was probably 13 at the time. There's like the first time I'd found like an obvious through line between the Beatles and like a current new <sighs> band. Cause like the grunge thing, like I didn't quite get it. I was maybe a little too young to get it, but also like I was super immersed in just like all things Beatles at that point. So hearing like, I hate myself and I want to die by Nirvana was like, not what I wanted to hear after I'll follow the sun. You know, after your blues, right? right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was different. It was different. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah. It just, you know, it was something that just didn't quite gel for me. Um, and then this just seemed like the obvious, like updated version of that with just like louder yeah. guitars. No, there, and, it's clear there. Yeah. I don't Julia, think, the only thing that would make me more happy of you guys as a couple would is if you told me that you were a blur person. That <laughs> 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 right now, if you're like, I was always into blur and this is Fuck not Oasis. Thing. She's like the snob. <laughs> she's like the snob one who's like, actually, I'm a big pulp fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a pulp fan. If I have to pick a Manchester Pulp's band, I, I go pulp. Yeah. No, pulp's a great band. <laughs> Uh, no, unfortunately, it's hard to disappoint. I'm not a huge Oasis fan like Jonathan, but I I would say I'm most familiar Without with a clown. and like Oasis the most. I yeah. saw you throwing down at the Liam Gallagher show and the Noel Gallagher show. <laughs> they were they're great. Yeah, uh, like there's in the, what did the you do at the like, Paul Gallagher show? <laughs> <laughs> we ate margarita pizzas. <laughs> He's a pizza chef. If Paul Gallagher was a pizza chef, he was working at Papa John's. We asked for extra dipping sauce. <laughs> she put up the plastic sheet to protect her from the watermelons. <laughs> I have a I have a tough time with. I it's hard to get over um, Liam and Noel as personalities. Like that seems really sure. hard these days. Um, I it, it, I don't know. Part of me that is like, there's a part of me that wishes I had the capacity to be that confident slash arrogant slash yeah. rude. Like there's, I, I'm just, I don't have the makeup for that. And I so wish I did sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it comes with like, um, and I don't know what your financial situation is, but I think it comes with like a bazillion dollars sort of <laughs> lets you help have that attitude. <laughs> had that when they were poor like when yeah, you see yeah. like I guess their if you first interviews that, yeah. and they're playing to like 20 people and they're like we're the best band in the world fuck you 
Like, <laughs> oh my god, I wish I had. Like, if I said that when I was playing the twenty people, they'd be like, that guy's a dick. Like, <laughs> that there's is true. nothing charming about that guy. <laughs> I um, try and channel that every time, like we start this podcast, and I'm like. Do you like our podcast? <laughs> our 20 listeners, do you like what we're doing? You know, so. how can we tailor this to your liking? <laughs> but Honestly, I don't like when I, I don't like it. when brothers fight. Sorry, go I, ahead. No, no, I love start it. Up. I love the the personality with the two brothers. I I think a lot of it is an act. Like they sort of you have to sort of cultivate that confidence. And I think they did. And then I think it's just grown over time and now they have fuck you money. So it's a lot easier. They don't really have to try so hard. Um, but don't you think about their poor mother who has to have like two Thanksgivings with each one of them, and they have to be they have yeah. to be insufferable hey, at, the, they don't at the British Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving in England. Man. British Thanksgiving is uh, yeah, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. That's there. true, they don't. That We've is been very American. <laughs> we when we went to England, we arrived on Thanksgiving Day, and we just went to an Indian restaurant for dinner, and it was like the greatest Thanksgiving we ever had. <laughs> very yeah. cool. It was delicious. Um, Liam is famously like a a, a, a a Lennon guy, which I, I yeah. I'm probably a Lennon guy. I think if I have to, but I think uh, I grabbed this quote recently. But uh, he said uh, when he was talking about McCartney in the same sort of vein, he said McCartney is like is like Noel. He's too nice, which I think is kind of a funny <laughs> a funny angle. The for man it, offered you know? him dinner. Like, <laughs> which is probably what John <laughs> would have said about Paul, right? What do you think John would have? Uh, what? How do you think John would have reacted at the Oof. time? He would have. John would have said Paul's too nice for sure. Yeah, absolutely, probably. So. Uh, yeah, he he He's said called as him much in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so as our friends from Nolans would say, hey, y'all, don't forget <laughs> to please follow, subscribe, uh, and, and rank us on your favorite podcatcher of choice. If you feel so compelled, uh, you know, maybe drop those five star reviews. Those go a long way. We are also available on all your social media at Blotto Beatles. Uh, you can email us at Blotto Beatles at gmail.com. And maybe most importantly, you tell a friend and just tell them, listen to Blotto Beatles. It's a good time. It's fun. They get good friends on from uh, other states who are doing similar stuff. And, and it's, it, it, it's a very enjoyable experience. We do have some merch going, by the way. I don't know if you know. If my friend told check- me this is a very enjoyable experience, I probably wouldn't get involved. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. All right. Fair enough. What would your friend have to say? Uh, you should really read my monkeys fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> you into monkeys fanfic? Yes. Okay. So, the, if you were reading monkeys fanfiction and it tells you bottle beetles, really like you us, will yeah. get into it. Um, yeah. We do have some merch going, and and we got a little store, and we've got some koozies uh, and lots of other things, some t-shirts and some stickers and things like that. You can check out all at blottobeetles.com. Guys, maybe most importantly, I, I don't care if we sell one t-shirt. I don't care if we give away one koozie. I don't care if we get another review. You want to know what I care about, everybody? Do you want to know? I want to know. All right. Thank you, Scotty. You're, you're the only one that wants to know. <laughs> I really do want to know. <laughs> I want to get original Pete. Nope. You're all about yeah. this shit. No, he's, he's original Pete. <laughs> He makes the hot sauce. OGP. <laughs> OGP. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the new hashtag. OGP. OGP. 
Wait, what does the G like stand? What does the G stand for? I said OGP. Original. Oh. Ori- OG the, stands for original. What's the G? Well, ori- OG means original. Yeah, but what original. is the? Oh, oh, we're we're using the uh, the OG in the. Uh, and then P, the for, for the Pete. street sense for of Pete. it. Yeah. Do we have to break He's it down okay. for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. In Good the luck coming back on that no. one. Here we go. I'm gonna do my best. May, maybe most importantly, maybe more, definitely more importantly than uh, your subscribes, your listens, your t-shirts, whatever else. Uh, we have a quest, everybody, that we're on. And I'm very, very sad that it, we have not reached the end of this quest. Original Beatles drummer Pete Best does not have a blue verified check mark on Twitter. Jonathan Julia, do you do you know this? This is a travesty. It's absolute bullshit. You can't see, but I just flipped a table over in anger. <laughs> but I won't. Look I can back see it. it. <laughs> I, wh- here, do me a favor. Don't look back. I won't look back in anger. In anger. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Do that. Do you know what I, I, mean? I don't want you to look back in anger. <laughs> I know you're an Oasis fan. Uh, we are gonna get Pete Best that blue check mark on Twitter. Please, please, please. I want everybody. From here on out to hashtag every tweet, every Instagram post, every Facebook post, even to your mother, because she should know. Hashtag Pete best get that check. He best. (laughs) Once he gets that check, he'll live forever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you like this? Tonight, just like every night on Blotto Beatles, we have a number of rules that we follow, and you can find those, as always, on BlottoBeatles.com, if we ever get them up there. And (laughs) along with that, tonight we have a magical mystery word, and if we say that magical mystery word, we all have to take a drink. We are all going to take off our headphones, uh, black out our screens, hide under our desks in a duck and cover mentality. And Scott is going to say the magical mystery word for the day. Who boy, I, I, I think uh, maybe everyone, it's time to get into the pick of the week. Scotty, why don't you tell us about the song we are about to discuss? We have these wonderful guests that I love so much, and I'm so glad we've got to um, get on your show and get to meet you guys and get to know you guys. Thanks, buddy. And the song that that they picked was I've Just Seen a Face, a wonderful Paul tune. It came out on the, you know, in the UK, it came out on Help, the LP Help. But uh, in the United States, we all, you know, before our time, heard it on the Rubber Soul. I think it came out on Rubber Soul. It was like the lead song. Was it the starting song yeah. of this album? The track yeah. It was. So, yeah, it was the lead track of the album. This is a great tune. It's a it's a different vibe than than what you heard from the Beatles uh, um, previous. And I know Tommy speaks a lot of how help kind of uh, maybe was more of the uh, transition point than Rubber Soul, like me, like many people might might believe. And um, I I can agree with that, and 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 especially with a song like this, it's it's all acoustic. It's um, it's not your standard kind of like, you know, rock and roll get at them thing or some sort of kitschy thing. It's um, 
it's a it's a totally it's a totally different vibe um all acoustic song there's no bass guitar which is is quite rare on a beatles tune um and interestingly enough, this session that they recorded it on, I, think, I believe it was in June of 1965, they also did uh, yesterday, that very same day, yesterday is, is, is a ultimately extremely famous song, and um, such, a different, such a different type of song than, than I've Just Seen a Face, and they also did I, I'm Down, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of showed a, a, a really great versatility for, from, from, from Paul, I mean, to to have these couple different songs, these few different songs that are uh, miles apart from one another playing in the same band. And Paul's playing the acoustic guitar. He's not playing the bass. George is playing, I, think, I, believe, I believe he's playing the 12 string and, and John's um, chugging along on an acoustic as well. Ringo's shuffling away on the drum kit with some brushes and he overdubs a maraca or something. You know, I love how they just like, let's throw this thing on, let's throw that thing on. I, I believe Paul's the only singer on this song. I think he might double himself or harmonize with himself a bit here and there. Very, very cool. Um, I also read that this song is not was not something he wrote around this time. This was an old tune that he wrote in his teen years, You know, maybe going back as far as his, him being as, as young as maybe 15 years old, possibly. And then he would play this song instrumentally sort of around the family when they had get-togethers and uh he kind of named it after one of his aunts auntie Jin, i believe or i don't know if that was her nickname or if she was Ginny, or she had some sort of um love for the, that drink um i, I don't know <laughs> i don't not know not to disparage paul's aunties but <laughs> no, you know to, i don't know the truth <laughs> 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 um which is just fun to just fun to learn and and, and even just imagine if it, true or not um so but i i want to hear from jonathan and, and julia like why 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 did we go with this song i'm gonna let you start this one off so I actually picked the song. Um, do you guys mind if I get a little schmoopy for a second? That's do all it. we want for this podcast. Schmoop on. Yes. So when Jonathan and I first started dating. Well, hold on. Is, uh, hold on. Is mm-hmm. Schmoopy the magical mystery? Uh, I was going to pick it, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so close. Damn, damn. Sorry, sorry. Oh, Continue. man. It would have been so great. Um, so when we started dating, um, and I'm probably going to age myself here, but I think we already did that earlier, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> he made me these amazing mix CDs um, because when we started dating, he was living in Baton Rouge and I was living in New Orleans. He was finishing up college um, and I had already finished. So for was, those of us geographically challenged, uh, how far apart is that if you're on a drive? Oh, sorry. It's like an hour drive. Okay. All right. He was like, it's you. like an hour from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. So it's not that it's far, like a, but it's, you know. An insufferable amount of Oasis songs back to back on the next city from your lover. It's the first four songs on Be Here Now. <laughs> I don't even think I'm you sorry. Put, please continue. This is, I really want this story. I don't even think you put any Oasis on those. You weren't I ready for it yet. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I you know that sound you're looking for? my whole sides yet. That's true. Uh, uh, um, so he made me these amazing mix CDs that were just the most bizarrely wonderful combination of his musical tastes. Um, And in one of the CDs, I guess probably about a month or so into dating, um, this was the song was on it. So 
I have like very sentimental attachment, like a very sentimental attachment to this song. Um, and it, it just, I, I feel like, um, the energy of the song really captures that like new sort of meeting someone, the excitement, you know, that that yep. you just like feel like it just grabs it. And like even the the energy of the song even feels like, you know, how your heart beats a little bit faster when you meet someone and they just seem like new and exciting and fresh and like the possibilities are endless and like this could end in a complete shit show, but like it actually <laughs> could be someone that's really special, you know? <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah. I think it's just like such a perfect little snippet of life captured in a song. I don't know how they managed to do this so many times in life. <laughs> <laughs> These Beatles, they're so good at it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that emotion was just like bottled into this song um, for me because he put it on this mix CD for me. And it was like kind of what we were feeling at the time, which was like very cute. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just I love this song. That's awesome. I really thank you for bringing us this story, you know, and oh. I think that's um Paul's trying to keep Jane Asher around and he's given her this tune, I think a little bit, but, uh, Jonathan, give us, give us your take on this tune. Uh, she told me early on in our courtship, like, look, our courtship, what are my- we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were not that old. In the yeah, year before she was bequeathed yeah. to me by her father, <laughs> in exchange for the dowry we agreed on. <laughs> no, um, she told me early on, she's like, look, I've only dated people for like maybe three or four months at a time. I get bored real fast. So it was like, oh God, like, I hope that shouldn't get bored of me. Uh, but like, this song is great because it's it's romantic without being sappy. And it's a perfect like, I really, really like you thing without being like a I love you thing. Because you like, you know, a month in you don't want to be like, I love you. Because then they're going to be like, delete my phone number. Um, <laughs> so I think this is, it's It's romantic without being sappy. And like you said, it kind of captures that initial kind of first, like burst of like romance. Um, I really, I, I, aside from that, you know, I really, I love the song. I, I think it's, it's interesting that it's, it's a combination of like, I don't know. It feels like it's like four or five different genres all in one song, but it's not any one of yeah. those genres specifically. Like, I can't peg it. That's exactly yeah, right. I like can't. It, I'm like, is this country, like an Irish ditty? Is it, it country western? Like, what is the? It's vibe, country. You know? It's folk. It's skiffle. It's rock. But it's also not any of those. Oh, 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 oh did it? That fast? Oh, what was it? Is it folk? It was it's folk. skiffle. Oh. <laughs> all right we hit the word on folks so oh, everyone man. that was the magical mystery word for this episode and we haven't hit it in action in the I last episode pour. or two so i got a poor shot <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait for you my finger was a little <laughs> messy on the uh hitting the, hitting the right button <laughs> there i was like oh shit yeah. you'll do it in post oh man this oh, is gonna for be sure. brutal <laughs> where's that tito's there it is <laughs> And guys, Julia's about to have really good shots. Is that a blood Cheers, Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. I'm in real life. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I have That's to awesome. say, oh, this episode's oh, about oh. to get amazing. I have to say, <laughs> yes. oh, I want to. I want to say something real quick here. I, I know we actually want to listen to this song, 
Oh, yeah. Um, That's what we do. We usually do that before we start actually talking about it. We listen to it all the way through. But, I mean, that story was really beautiful. The magic of, um, you know, that, that sort of, I've just seen a face and I can't forget the place. And I'm like that whole, like, falling in love in this. And your story sounds extremely sincere. And I, I really I really love hearing that. Thank you, You guys man. are wonderful. Aww. Yeah. You know, and I love that, like, we talk, you know, when people ask, you know, like, well, how do you meet? Or how did you meet? Uh, you know, we both remember like very specific details about like the first night we yeah. met. Like she just like we each remember like what each other had on and like we yeah. remember like specific conversational things. And it's all very like even God, we met in 20 or 2003. So mm-hmm. it's like 17 years that we've been together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we still remember like all these vivid things, um, you know, and it just it's it's such an interesting way that like that moment can kind of really coalesce into something that is um is lasting in your memory um and to be able to put that into a song uh i think is you know that's one of paul's great gifts is he can take that's these, why we're here yeah that's why we're here exactly yeah but later on uh, uh jonathan's on the road and he's just sending you uh weird al yankovic tunes is that way different <laughs> <for your own> <laughs> <relationship>? <laughs> yep yep <laughs> I feel like there was a Weird Al on one of the mixed CDs. There was probably. <laughs> I'd imagine there was a Yankovic on there. There was probably a polka on there. I, I love the Weird Al polkas. Sorry, I think no, they're brilliant. It was like such a bizarrely wonderful I, mix. I did like not I, mean to uncover that, but um, I'm happy. To like do you that. still have any of those? Wait, how did you get their, your hands on their mix? <laughs> yeah, right. It's on you eBay, and I spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> But before we dive much deeper, uh, I would encourage uh, that we should all take a step back and we should uh, really give this track a a little breathing room and we should listen to it. And I really want to encourage our listeners to to take it in. So whatever method you listen to music, if you have it on vinyl, if you listen to Apple Music, if you listen to Spotify, if you pay for music. um, You got a Pono. Yeah, you got a Pono. I mean, I think it's the best way to listen <laughs> that to music. That big Toblerone-shaped MP3 player. <laughs> yeah. if, you, uh, if you can get your hands on a Yoko Pono, you should be listening <laughs> to it on, on, uh, on that uh, platform. So um, this is... Uh, Atta girl. We're going to just step back a second. We're going to listen to the tune, and we want to check back with you. I think it's like uh, two minutes. It's uh, two and a half minutes or so. Real short. Yeah, two minutes plus. All right, let's do it. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time or place where we just met She's just the girl for me and I want all the world to see we've met mm-hmm. Before we start, this karaoke is going to get real interesting after a couple drinks on those uh, verses That is fast <laughs> as shit Yeah <laughs> Okay, kick it off. I'm excited about this tune. I I have not paid it too much attention, and then I was really excited that uh, you guys threw it out and uh, for consideration. Then I started listening to it a bunch and and started thinking about it more. And like, this is a fantastic Beatles song, and this is fantastic Paul. Like, mm-hmm. this is exciting. It's it's like. Uh, I don't think I like this word, but like titillating a little bit. Like you're sort of like on your edge of your seat. Like it's getting faster. Like it's, uh, I'm on board. I I think this is, this is a great tune. You know, I, I I don't want to rank it yet, but I'm saying that like, uh, this is, this is a great song to talk about. Yeah, man, I, I agree. This is a, like, I love the, the energy of this tune and, and the, uh, genre that it is tied to. Oh yeah, to we know the magical mystery word now. So it's more, hard. yeah, I now know the magical mystery word. This is going to be tough. Um, 
like because it's your favorite type of art also in addition to <laughs> you just walk into my living room i have all this type of art hanging and but like here's the thing like you know i am a a, a help proponent yep right and I, i'm a help proponent because of where it leads the beatles in rubber soul in revolver down the road and the first time I heard Rubber Soul, this this tune is the first song on Rubber Soul. Yeah. Um, in in the U.S. release, uh, I've just seen a face is the initial song. In, they take Drive My Car off of it. Is that your first Rubber Soul exposure is the U.S. version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was my, my mother's copy of Rubber Soul that had someone else's last name <laughs> written on it in yep. permanent marker, <laughs> yep. which clearly meant she took it from someone else. <laughs> Um, does this song live better on Rubber Soul than it does on Help? Mm. Oh, yeah, I think it just totally gets buried in Help, where it gets to kick off Rubber Soul and then go into, uh, it goes into Norwegian Wood, right, on uh, on the American release. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, from the American release, we get the, uh, the sort of passion and excitement of this tune right into Norwegian Wood, which you haven't got to talk about on this podcast yet. Right. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of. So, um, And that's what I'm saying. Like, I've just seen a face versus drive my car, right? Like, not that drive my car is a bad tune. Right. Like, I, I, I'm fine with drive my car, but uh, I, I don't know that there's deep meaning behind it. Where I've just seen a face, I, I feel has... An emotion has uh, something of like uh, I, I want to talk mm. about Simon and Garfunkel later, but like there, there's Dylan, there, there there's all these like uh, <laughs> Americana. <I love> this. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of artist is Dylan? Like, what would you say during this time period? What yeah, he he's like a Woody Guthrie. <laughs> is what I'd say. Protest core. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it fits better in the milieu of Rubber Soul. And maybe that's because what did I say about what milieu? I, was I said that's like a no go word on this podcast. <laughs> you don't like I, milieu? I hate that's, milieu. Is that the magical mystery word? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. Your it. milieu should know. <laughs> I, I do feel like it fits better with Rubber Soul than it does with Help. And like I do th- all my pros about Help, like, I feel like this acoustic y thing. The, the tone of it fits better in Rubber Soul. And, doesn't like, this, f- and, and doesn't honestly, I think what, fuck uh, the Capitol guys for doing what they did to the Beatles and just wow. like mixing and matching records. Bold like, take on and, these and guys that, that are probably all dead. But they, you know, and, and, and listen, I don't say the F word much because I know my uncle is listening, but <laughs> my apologies to your I, uncle. You know, like, I, I do believe that like, this is a moment where they maybe because they thought it was a hit made the right decision. Yeah. I'll 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 agree with you on that. I think this is one of the rare cases where the US version of Rubber Soul is as good as the UK version even though it's a yeah. very different feeling record. Um I really prefer uh I've just seen a face to drive my car. Um yeah. yeah. Drive my yeah, car yeah. is it's a great song. It's a good song, but like there's no like real emotion to it. It's like it's a work song exactly. for that. Like they're just writing a song because they have they need fourteen for the record, um, and whether or not I've just seen a face is like Paul talking about Jane or some other woman or whatever. Like, <laughs> there's a feeling to it. Like, it's just captured in the track. 
Um, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily exist on Drive My Car. And is this tune ultimately sort of overshadowed by yesterday, right? Like, does right. this get like a little bit more shine on Rubber Soul to kick it off versus uh, on Help? Uh, this goes right into yesterday, I think. Yeah. I think it, this does, is, it does, which is wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, this is a strong... I try not to read... Um, and, and this is one of my favorite Beatles books, but the uh, I don't know what you guys do on Ranking the Beatles, but do you read uh, the Ian MacDonald Revolution in the Head? You guys I have not that? read that book, actually. Really? He has amazing takes. Like, it's worth taking... Uh, it's worth it's worth having it on your desk, but I try not to read it until I have my opinions fully formed on, on sort of what we're talking about, because it's, it's super opinionated. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of it, you're like, does this dude even... Does he like the Beatles? But <laughs> so, like, sounds like people, which is Twitter almost where I'm at our, with this. Uh, it's like with people this on Twitter or, talking about our podcast. <laughs> Do you guys even like the Beatles? <laughs> but he basically says that um, Paul is lagging behind John. Like that's sort of what he's saying. That John is sort of has been taking the lead recently, and Paul's most recent sort of like uh, forefront was um, uh, "Can't Buy Me Can't Love." Buy me love, yeah. And so that this was the moment where like Paul needed to rise. He hadn't been bringing songs. It sounded like a little bit. It was like he's hanging out with Jane and having that like new relationship sex where it's like, oh, I'm not worried about, you know, writing a song right now. Like I've got, I've got my thing going on. And um, then he comes with this tune and really comes out super, super strong. And, and I feel that way. Like this yeah. is, I don't know. Like I can't, and, and maybe we're talking about this in the intro. I can't peg what this tune is. And like, if this is like, skiffle or whatever his riff on it is like i love the vibe of it you know yeah. and I, I it's definitely and, uh, what people call it country western or whatever like i don't get that vibe from it this yeah. this is its own thing and this mm. is like i i the research i did on this song going in was like okay in my mind paul is ripping off simon and garfunkel like that that is what it's always felt but they're like not even really song. a thing at this point though but they they aren't, and that's that's what I like. Well, I've always actually, thought uh, Paul that about Simon this song. is Paul Simon is hanging out in London at this right. Time, well, yeah, actually. yeah, but right. I don't know that they've come out with one record yeah. at this time. Like they, they've had one record, and it has I think "Sounds of Silence" is the the big hit off the record. Um, Great. but the 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 big comparison is I think the boxer. Yeah. La, with la, the uh, la, la, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly like, that's where that like la, 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 comes from um and so i was like okay who's ripping off whom here and um the so the boxers 1969 it's re- recorded 1969 it's released in 70 mm-hmm. so like is that ripping off this in a way like that la 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 <laughs> na, la 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 like Hal Blaine, first of all, on that drum. Right. I love Hal Blaine. Like, you can't front on Hal Blaine. No. But I think for us, and, and I keep finding this all the time, where we want to accuse the Beatles of being, like, influenced of, of stuff that, that is their contemporaries, and are they not leading the way? But, like, is there also just a notion of, like, things happening, and you're feeling, like, a general uh, right. social consci- consciousness, or people are, you know... Like, if Paul Simon is in London in 1965, and Paul is present in 65, and Paul is playing some sort of tune, and, and Paul... I'm talking about Paul and Paul, and they're getting influenced by each other, like... Simon and McCartney, Isn't yeah. that just great? Like, why, Listen, why do I'm, I care, I'm gonna you say know? This knowing, I'm going to say this knowing exactly what I'm saying, okay? 
the folk movement is going oh, on. No. A first. <laughs> Wait, you're you're purposely invoking the I'm invoking the mystery because we are talking about there there is a like all right so before we do the shot I like and we're gonna do it I do it's important enough to do the shot the folk movement in America that spreads out across Europe and whatever else is this important like. Paul is picking up on whatever someone like Dylan is doing that is picking up on whatever someone like Woody Guthrie is doing to, to talk about what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's Paul Simon picks up on that a little later on. And like, well, for, for me in this Paul song, it's, it's actually like one of the more personal. Oh, uh, we have to do a periods. shot though. Sorry. Oh, uh, so do our shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So cheers. You know, cheers, 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 cheers. Bottoms up. Oh, <laughs> whose idea was that <laughs> you called it you were like all right we're making this podcast i didn't even know i, I didn't believe talk, you did that I'm, yeah. I'm saying this now knowing that you're not going to hit the button i needed to talk about the idea of folk because we're in the safe zone we're in the safe zone i'm saying this knowing we're in the, the bubble tree. we're in yeah. the we're in the trust tree we're in the safe zone right we're now talking about the words still, like yeah. we needed to talk about this idea of folk music being something more than someone playing a a, a guitar mm-hmm. right well that's like, where i mean my the, obsession about rubber soul is is the beatles paying respect to to dylan and dylan influenced the beatles which is one of um, uh, my big passions is is dylan like after i found the beatles i found right. dylan and rubber soul is clearly their <laughs> i don't want to say it because i don't want to do it they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're dylan new york the village record, record like whatever they're uh yeah. you know so uh, this song makes rubber a soul ton or of help sense is. to be on on Rubber Soul, you know. But um, like that whole kind of feeling, I think for them starts during Help. Like, yeah, with, yeah. like you yes. got to hide your love away, yeah, being yeah. the most obvious Dylan tune. Yeah, uh, and then sure. you move into Rubber Soul, where it continues, and it's like, I think you know, at that point, they're hearing more of what's going on around, you know, between like, I guess the birds are out by that point. Um, you know, and like that movement, I won't say the F word on the show, um, <laughs> is is taking We're hold on a bigger yeah. scale and they can't help yeah. but be influenced by it. But it's still going through their filter of like multiple oh shit, sorry. It's going through their filter of multiple other influences, which yeah. is why this song, like, while it sounds like four different genres, it doesn't come out as any one specific yeah. genre. Like it's not country, it's not skiffle, it's not rock, it's not Dylan-y. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, I do and, think... And, and what I love here is that um, I think this song is about a woman, which I think is... It, it, the, when that starts happening about the Beatles, I think there's a general like uh, sea change for them where they're not talking about like um, screaming fans coming to their show, but this is like Paul talking about loving like an actual specific woman woman you like know a connection I, I think that yeah. that i think that is a real move like there is this middle phase of beatles where they're not just like worried about being adored where they're talking about sort of like uh, a little bit more like female empowerment or something like that where paul is like saying like and i, I think we're saying it's about jane i don't know if we absolutely know that as a quote but like I think he's sort of directing in that direction you know right well right. it's like the difference between like a, a song like thank you girl and 
and I love her, or yeah. I've just seen a face. Like, uh, you know, they're equally as catchy and wonderful and great to listen to, but one has way more weight because it's based in some kind of reality. Whether it's, uh, you know, Paul's reality or like his friend that's just met someone has told Paul about it. Um, you know, there's just more weight than just like, you know, we know if we write a song and thank you, the fan, yeah. then all the yeah, girls yeah, are going to yeah, love we'll, it. They'll be on board yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 Well Absolutely. said. Well said. Well, and that, that comes back to like maybe uh, it's been a trend uh, on the podcast for me to be like, <sighs> Paul's always talking about someone else, whether he's making up a fictional right. character, right? you know, or, or whatever for him to be like, I'm falling. Yeah. Yeah. I've just seen a face like th- this has power to it to, to, for him to take ownership of that feeling and right. that emotion. Right. I think the Jane Asher relationship is, you know, as long-term and serious as it was, like is doomed at the start because he's the most, attractive pop star in the world yeah and every girl is thinking about him in that way and yeah and he's defining what that means he's figuring it out like they are setting the bar for what it means they are out living life as young 20 something year old dudes during you know free love and you know poor jane like does not stand a chance like it just as far as like a, a committed like monogamous situation like it's just not happening and like that sucks um but that said like once i think paul's a little bit older and things are kind of like he's understood like he's seen like what the rest of the world has to offer and then he meets linda and he's like okay cool i'm good i'm done right like yeah i'm in yeah. like and the uh, the records that are out show like a hundred percent commitment. Like, and I think Paul's always been a guy who's looking for that great commitment. Like that's what everything he's written says. Every, Mm -hmm. everything he's done says like he is looking for like the one, Well, you know, like that is, that is the hardest part, right? We're like, it felt like a, a relatively quick rebound. And I think everyone was sort of like, well, come on, you loved Linda for so long. Right. And she was so present in all of your art, you know, right. like Linda was part of what Paul was doing, you know, even more than Heather was not part of that. And his, his wife right now is, is absolutely not part of that. You right. Know? I mean, I also don't know what it is like to be 60 or 70, you know what I mean? Like, and, and have that feeling of like, Losing that partner, having the love of my life gone, and 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 what's next? Like I, I, I don't know what that emotion is. And I think yeah. you have to also factor in losing losing your mother at a young age. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the tie yeah. that by that binds him and John is they both lose their mother at a very early age. And I mean, I'm I don't know what that's like. I can't fathom what that creates in your relationships. Uh, going forward, especially when the power and ego comes into play and money that they had and just the world at their feet, like, good Lord knows what that's yeah. like. And yeah. also being a beetle. Like, how do you date yeah. Yeah. as a right. beetle? Yeah. You how, do you, how do you find anyone new? Right. Yeah. I have it on my yeah, Tinder oh, profile I'm and it's Paul. not going anywhere. Yeah, like that's the yeah. one like, thing. What, what do you say? You know, like what is your yeah. like? That's the one thing I always read is like when he in, when someone comes up and goes, you know, and introduces the, introduces themselves. He says, "Oh, hi, I'm Paul." 
well, yeah, I know you're Paul. Like, yeah, there's what no, was the last yeah. time somebody said, who are you? What's yeah, your name? Yeah. Like, that's the, and be, that's the how, best move. How refreshing would that be to that dude? Right? Like, and Jonathan, like, Jonathan, that's how you fuck Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Fan fiction. Uh, oh, no. Nice to meet you. I'm Jonathan, you know. And, and you're yeah. not how you, you, Yeah, exactly. Well, thinking and about... Yeah. I, read, I read this fanfic on your Tumblr, you know. Uh, <laughs> thinking oh, about... Oh, we um, the Hamptons this week. Yeah. Thinking oh. about... You know. <laughs> I mean, and then Naismith showed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Michael Nesmith handled. Uh, yeah, he, he handled the camera. He had on his whole. Oh, <laughs> Thinking uh, about loves his, Paul loves this tune though. He plays it for a long, long time. He plays it. Uh, he plays it in Wings. It's in mm-hmm. Wings Over America, which is a huge yep. uh, live record. And um, I don't know that he ever captures it again in this exact same way. Like um, yeah. he brings Linda's clearly on on that track, and I think she's singing and. There's much more percussion and stuff like that. There's, there, I think there's bass. I don't know that he ever hits yep. the same intimacy, but he, um, Paul loves this song. I think you know, yeah. and um, he still plays it to this day. I mean, as of 2019, yeah. he was playing it, and yeah, yeah I, you know, the, right. the Wings version, it's it's got a very pronounced bass part, um, yeah. more of a full drum kit, and uh, yeah, it loses that kind of intimacy. It leans maybe a little more into the countryish side. Of things, yeah, yeah. Um, I th- you're, that's absolutely. There's right. a that's key the first time that too. I really hear it as a uh, as country. Is, yeah. I think on the and he brings it from America. A to G, and I think that key change changes the feeling a little bit too. Because in A, it's got a little bit more tension to it when it goes to like the F sharp uh, minor, whereas yeah, like yeah. in G, it it just kind of is a bit more. Open chordy, like, yeah. It's not. I quite told you as guys, like I don't. I don't serious. want to talk about sports on this podcast, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Pick and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scotty, I had sent you. I don't know if you listened to them. I did not listen to them, but them I had out. them on the ready. You got them on the ready? All right. I need to check out what's first here. Um, Is it the David Lee Roth cover? <laughs> Is that a... I didn't find that. Guys, in my, it's in my a real There's a David thing. Lee Roth cover well, of this song. It is a real thing. Oh, I, I wanted to make the proposal that, like... Um, should we also have more podcast crossover in that we have some musicianship? And should we, like, start a skiffle band together? Like, should we do, like, a cross-podcast, <laughs> yes. like, skiffle band? We're, like, we're just Island talking line. about stuff, you know? Like, just, We're called the Warry Men. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do, like, skiffle versions of current pop songs? That yeah. would be amazing, because I don't killer, think that people... I, I don't think people... I think skiffle is overlooked. Yeah. And this is where I was going to insert my 90s uh, ska reference, but uh, Tommy really <laughs> knocked me out of the park on that one. Sorry, but. man. I will also say, I think that this song is a blueprint for everything Mumford & Sons does. Oh, all right. That whole, like, yeah. uh, kind of rhythm. Yep, that's their whole Oh, that's a generation of children hitting their bass drum on the quarter note. Yep. Right there. But saying a little something about this track and uh, around the magical mystery where without actually saying it, yeah, I do feel like this tune is something that someone like maybe Paul McCartney, maybe he never experienced that sort of singer-songwriter yeah. respect way of life that, that Dylan yeah. or other people did because he was always in this band and it happened so fast and like time flew and next thing you know, you're in this, in this uh, really popular world. 
whereas someone like Dylan or Jerry Jeff, who just recently passed, or you know, at that time, or other people in in New York and in other parts of the world were singing in front of people with an acoustic guitar, trying to show them their songs, and it and it's really wordy, and it has a lot to say, and it has an emotion to it. Like, um, what, like, what did he miss? Like, it, did he miss something? Scott, like, is that something that maybe he would have excelled at? You're like Scotty. Saying, you kind of just. Is he not on point for this type of? Is he not on par with a Dylan or something like? No, that? No, no, like, no. I'm saying that, what, what, what did we, what did he miss by not being able to perform in that sort of intimate way, where he was already yeah. famous oh, before yeah. he knew it? He was always yeah. yeah. I think he's too much of no, a Scotty, craftsman on like the song, like yeah, as far as songcraft, like in that in that wor- that Dylan esque world. <laughs> To not say the F word. Uh, there's there's an element of just flowing words and like think about like um American Pie is a perfect example. There's like four hundred verses to that song. Cause at the end of the day, like it's that kind of song. Uh and Paul right. just doesn't write those. Like he writes these little yeah. like perfect pop tunes, or like Brian Wilson yeah. does like these little pocket symphonies, like they're just these little things that are meant to be like brilliant, tiny little nuggets of what they are. And every time we talk about Paul, it's, it's impossible to talk about like uh, without it's talking impossible. about Paul. <laughs> <laughs> without like a, how amazing he's not like without a doubt, every time we talk about Paul and this song should be included, you're just like, oh, it's like an impeccable vocal, you know, um, and I don't yeah. think you would yeah, say that about yeah. John all the time. I don't yeah. think you would say that about, and honestly, uh, you know, I, I listened to the George, wing. you know, yeah, you'd say that about no one except Ringo. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I listened to the wings version and honestly, like, yeah. not that I love it as much as I love the original Beatles version, but like his vocal comes in and I don't know if it's live or if it's recorded or whatever, but it sounds just excellent like the whole yeah. way through like he, yeah he's just something I mean, linda 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 sings on that one i think on the the wings one you're talking yeah about. you got linda and denny so you have like it's interesting because i think bringing a three-part harmony on it makes it a bit more up tempo and yeah. kind of like barbershoppy yeah. almost Brings in that, way. yeah well um, okay yeah and well, i think that leads I, to losing some of that same like immediacy in the beatles version yeah I, I really tried to get down to the, the meaning of the tune. All right. You know, because where'd, where'd you I, get? I, I've heard I've heard this song a lot. And, like, I get to this idea of, like, f- Julia talked about this a little while ago. This idea of, like, first and new love. Like, I, I think that is very prevalent in this song. And then I got to this idea of, like, okay, what are the lyrics actually saying? And there is that face is prevalent i was like where have i heard face before face like this this idea of a face, a face hole keeps coming face up. hole <laughs> oh not that one all right <laughs> no, not that one but i did scotty send you another one like um from i i feel a little weird because i've brought this band up before and they are not necessarily my favorite band but neutral milk hotel uh, in, there. in the song Aeroplane Over the Sea, like that idea of like face comes up right away in the same way this one does. Can you hit that for a minute, Scotty? I will. Um, as soon as I hit the button. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Aeroplane. 
What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet So with that tune, I... I, I feel that it's hitting a similar emotion of like, I am like the the first thing we hear as we're coming into the song is like a face, like the, this face that I love, this face that is beautiful, this whole thing, and like there's this acoustic thing going on around it of like, uh, there's a real natural emotion to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like an intense um, strum behind it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like an exactly. energy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I, love every time you can bring in neutral milk hotel, you know. But I had never I had never even considered it. I think it's uh, fantastic. To I have think, that and I think right the here. best use of face would have to be. Um, I feel her breath in my face. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> her body close to yeah. me. Patrick bum, Swayze bum, bum. can't look in your eyes. Sorry. <laughs> I had to drop a little Swayze on You guys there. should just continue Did you guys a do a yeah. little preparation? You guys are officially my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> a little Swayze on you. That's how we do in the rank in the Beatles house. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we come together. We are an episode. Uh, we are a podcast uh, aimed at discussing and ranking a single Beatles tune. And uh, all things said, I think we've talked about this tune. Do you guys feel that? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, certainly have. I think so. <laughs> and now our job is to place this sort of in the pantheon of uh, uh, Blood of Beatles music. But all things said, we have some fantastic guests today who are also on their own journey. Uh, we have Ranking the Beatles. So you guys have uh, ranked, you've you've got a, a significant chunk of Beatles tunes in the tank. That's like about 40 songs that you've already sort of had to deal with. Um, would you give us any sort of teaser on, on what you're thinking about this tune? I will give you the tea. I will give you the juice, if only because it's not going to come around again for quite a long time. Uh, I've just <laughs> oh, seen so a phase. A high ranking, a high ranking tune in your world. I've just seen a phase falls not just in the top 100 of our songs. Well, but it lands squarely. It will, it will also fall in the top 100 of our songs. <laughs> it will land squarely at number 72 out of 223. Wow. wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I didn't say at the top of the hour, but uh, top of the hour, like we're doing. <laughs> The weather tomorrow is going to be a little bit of weather. I didn't say at the beginning. <laughs> tomorrow, cloudy with a chance of beetles. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't say at the top of the show, but I am very excited to find out uh, where our lists ultimately rank up with ranking the Beatles, like yeah. where we really match. Yeah. And I think in the top 50 or 100, like it's, it's, it's probably pretty unquestionable, but where we land is, is going to be super interesting. So yeah. Uh, getting, you guys want me to do a like rundown of highlights real quick uh, for, for our, our list? For our list, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. our yeah. list. So we are going to run through the highlights real quick. And at number one, we have "Happiness Is a Warm Gun" from the White Album. Can't fight with that. No, you can't fight with that, right? At number five, we currently have "Day Tripper," which was a single. At number 10, we have All My Lovin' from With The Beatles. That was the original song they played uh, from 
the Ed Sullivan show. Am I right, guys? Yeah, well, a great Paul first song. song yeah. First song out. That's first thing. And then finally, last at number fourteen, we have a taste of honey. A taste of honey. Always the money. Please, please me. <laughs> where are we sitting? This tune, my friends. Where, where does I've just seen the face go? Anyone have a an initial placement? I like when we work it down in order, but it's. Um, I'm going to say this is a better tune than all my loving. I agree. That's a Paul tune, as well. Do we feel that, so then the next Paul tune on the list is Good Day Sunshine. Mm. Is this better than Good Day Sunshine? Yes. Whoa, Julia coming out with a hot take. You're like a, you're in a, you're also in agreement with uh, Beatles scholar Kenneth Womack, who gave us some grief on uh, Good Day Sunshine. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a solid path. I think you're right. Like, let's, let's. Hey, Jonathan. What would you rather listen to? Good Day Sunshine? <laughs> would you rather listen to Good Day Sunshine or I've Just Seen a Face? Um, I would rather listen to I've Just Seen a Face. Julia, would you rather listen to Good Day Sunshine or I've Just Seen a Face? I've Just Seen a Face. Uh, Mowage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tommy, I think, uh, I think we've, uh, ranked this tune for the record. So, uh, what's left to do? Well, I would argue that the first thing to do is to talk to our friends from ranking the Beatles. Yes. Hey guys. Hey. Hey all. Julia. Jonathan. Hi. Where can people find you? We're on all podcast platforms, I believe. Um, Anywhere you want to go, if you go to rankingthebeatles.com, it'll take you right to our Facebook page because I'm too lazy to build a website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Classic. you can you can look us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, all the places uh, at Ranking the Beatles. Yeah. And we, uh, yeah, please, everyone, reach out. Uh, follow these. If you like what we are up to, you are absolutely going to love what Ranking the Beatles is up to. Yeah. So please follow them. I, I don't use the the phrase pod buds lightly. <laughs> pod pals. Pod you buds. know, but you guys are serious pod. Y'all oh are God. pod buds, man. Absolutely. Like, I, I would argue you are our best pod <laughs> buds. And, and your pod buds would say... That they can find us uh, at Bottle Beetles on all the socials. Right. They can also email us, bottlebeetles at gmail.com. And uh, they would also tell their friends to rank us, to like us, to do all those mm-hmm. things. It's true. Uh, that, that that help get the name of Bottle Beetles out there. Would. Um, Only five stars, though. Yeah, that's all we want. Yeah. yeah. Eh, obviously. Oh my goodness, this was another episode of Bloody Beatles. Thank you so much. Uh, as we said earlier, find us everywhere you get your podcasts and everywhere you get your social media at Bloody Beatles. With that, I say peace and love. Peace and, and love. love. Peace and love. I see the face. I can't forget the time or place when we just met. She's just a girl for me now. I want all the world to see we met.